Welcome back to another episode <laughs> of The Devil's Cut, a podcast about all the things that go bumping in the night. You like that one, Eric? Beelzebuds was good. <laughs> all the things that go bump in the night. If it's spooky, sp- scary, or spine tingling, we're here to talk about it. I'm a resident man boy possessed by-, possessed by a devil, and I'm here with the skeleton everyone should want in their closet, Eric Rossi. How is it going, Eric? Are you thankful this I, week? I am thankful. I think I think we are presented with a bountiful feast this uh, this year. <laughs> uh, I agree. Well, you know what? There's a lot to be thankful for. We got good movies coming out. We've had a good year overall for horror movies. And while we did have a strike, uh, just to reiterate once again, it is now over. Woo! <laughs> we can talk about whatever we want and not feel guilty about it. And man, does it feel it's liberating. It is liberating. I felt I felt so like constrained, you know, for for months. <laughs> yes, it was not it was not the easiest, but I think uh, we are not the ones to complain. No, we, I mean, we can <laughs> complain a little. We complain bit. a little bit cuz we do have some people directly affected that are, you know, pretty close to us. Yeah, spooky wife was affected. And, and it's not brother. like I blame the it's not like I I'm, I was upset at the actors. I was of upset at the not. studios. So it's like I, I'm a lot. I was allowed to be upset too. It, it got lifted, you know, and ended just in time for us to uh, partake in this lovely Thanksgiving slasher. Yes, this week we're talking about Thanksgiving, um, a movie that we technically got a trailer for. Um, how many years ago? <laughs> Uh, a, a movie that had a fake trailer in Grindhouse, right? Or, or Planet Terror, was that the name of the movie? Yeah, it was like a double feature. Yeah, so a, a fake trailer for this movie, directed by Eli Roth, uh, played during that movie. And for whatever reason, it, it took him like 15 years. <laughs> oh, it was 2007. Yeah, wow. Ooh, yeah, 15 years to uh, <laughs> to to get up the the... the energy to, to make the movie uh do you have so i i had not actually seen grindhouse what yeah it's, again you know it's one of those black holes in my my filmography you know i planet terror is pretty off the walls crazy but I, I know like basically everything that happens in it just from like cultural osmosis you know mm-hmm. like i've experienced all of the like discussion about it and like you know memes and references and stuff so I know the movie. I just have never actually seen it. Grindhouse is where it's at. That that rips. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but yeah. So uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, it's a obviously it's a brand new. Uh, just came out on the seventeenth. So Friday for us. Uh, you know, this past Friday. Assuming this episode comes out on time, it'll be past Friday for you all too. It does. It does come out on. It time. It does come out on time. <laughs> Yeah, it's a quick turnaround for us. We, uh, you know, we heard that the strike's over. We said, all right, we got to get to the movies right now. We got to go see this movie and get it out before the holiday so that everybody knows, has fair warning, and can go see it. Yep, yep. Um, so, yeah, uh, Thanksgiving, 
Uh, it's a uh, 107 minute movie, so a nice breezy film. Uh, directed by Eli Roth, written by Eli Roth and Jeff Rendell. Uh, this movie actually had a pretty small budget, fifteen million dollars. I mean, relatively small, right? You okay, know? all right. <laughs> uh, but um, and it has already made twelve million as of today. Um, back you know opening weekend, so Sunday of opening weekend. Yeah, so not the big, not the biggest opening weekend. I actually was curious when I was looking it up. I was like, what is the biggest opening weekend? Uh, can you guess what? variety of movie has the world record for biggest opening weekend um is it a marvel oh yeah you <laughs> you you guessed it it su- surprise 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 um yeah it was avengers endgame uh opening weekend made uh 357 million dollars <laughs> in three <Fuck>. days <laughs> now that being said it probably also cost like a bajillion, <laughs> like three hundred million dollars to make, but three hundred bajillion dollars. <laughs> yeah, a gillion dollars. Um, but yeah, I was just curious. I was like, what? You know, I wonder what it is. Um, so yeah, it was Endgame. But so this movie's uh pretty much already paid for itself. You know, in three days. So we'd love to hear it. Yeah. Um. The how did you how did you feel about it? Uh Okay. So <laughs> just get right into the feels. I. I did really like this movie. Mm-hmm. I think it still has some space for criticism, but I think for a new holiday slasher, you really couldn't ask for more. It's got everything. It's got fun set pieces, <laughs> fucking insane kills, tons of gore, enough cheesiness, and enough solid performance on you know the flip side that it it just it hits the target dead smack in the middle (laughs) yeah i i kind of feel the same way um i i think it gets a lot of bonus points for being a holiday slasher for a holiday that doesn't have very many like really good movies you know yeah like we've already kind of assigned like we I, i don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast before but like i've already i've already assigned (laughs) pearl as a as a thanksgiving movie yeah you know it just feels like it it just because i think people watch like wizard of oz on thanksgiving right that's like a thing like do they i think i think like tv networks used to air like a do like a 24 hours of wizard of oz like around this time or something i don't know i'm usually I could so be making trashed that up. on thanksgiving <laughs> i could be making it up but it feels like it just feels like a thanksgiving movie but you know there's not a lot of actual dedicated like this is a thanksgiving horror movie here's right? the turkey here's there's the murder there's thanksgiving. T- there's two um hulu ones because they had two years of that mm-hmm. holiday anthology where every holiday gets a horror movie yeah they did that two years in a row right so there's two thanksgiving movies there which are pretty good there's actually one that's called pilgrim which is way worth a watch um but beyond those two i mean do, do you, can you think of any like straight up like this is a ho- uh thanks killing is the only one that <laughs> immediately comes to mind <laughs> right the turkey the turkey I, yeah. yeah yeah um but who? But nobody like who's gonna do that to themselves every Thanksgiving? Right? Every Thanksgiving, that's tough. But I think once in a while is definitely worth it. I think I'm gonna make you watch it this year. <laughs> well, I mean, I've seen it. I don't know if I need to see it again. But if you're gonna make me, uh, but but this movie, I think, is an every Thanksgiving. Like you could totally oh, pop yeah. this on. It's such a like 
like an easy fun watch that uh and it's not like there's certain parts of like thanks killing that is like just miserable yes. you know it's so low budget yeah most of the time you don't even want it like you can the audio is so bad in that movie you can like barely sit through most of it um but no this one's really good i i, I like you think that there's definitely room for criticism i wouldn't say i i've i've heard a lot of like chatter about it being like oh it's 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 better than the new screams or it's like just as good as scream i wouldn't go that far um there's there's some things that are good about it and i can see the comparisons but it's like it ain't no scream i think it was better than scream 5 <laughs> no way <laughs> no way <laughs> absolutely not uh we i mean we could we can do some some compare and contrast in a little bit and like see if you know, you can, you can, maybe you can change my mind. All right. But, all right. Uh, but no, I do. I think it's good. It's fun. There's like some really good balance between like tense moments that are very effective mm-hmm. um, and funny moments. Um, I think some of the comedy like falls a little flat. Uh, and I don't know if that's, uh, if that's the actors or the direction they were given. I don't know. I gotta disagree. <laughs> I feel like a lot of the humor was like really No, there's some really good stuff. landed. There's it. some good stuff, but there's also some stuff that just is like wah. You know, <laughs> like that you know, I, it's it, there's a little bit of try hardness uh that shines through like here and there. All right. That All makes right. me go like, meh, you know, like is it is it as is it that funny? Um, I, I'm interested to see at the end of this where you where you put a number on this one out of ten. Yeah, well, I, we can. Yeah, we'll definitely save that for later because maybe you can sway my my opinion because we haven't really done a deep discussion, you and me. Like we saw it together, but we we I think we're both saving our we're real opinions. You know, for we, we for, know to wait. Yeah. So we, yeah, we're, we're professionals. <laughs> we're, we're professionals. We we both did not discuss what we were going to say at all, and we're just doing it off the cuff. No idea what's going to happen. Real professional. Fuck it. We'll do it live. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So, I mean, I guess we can just like get right into spoilers. Uh, you know, we'll we'll say from here on out if you uh, if you haven't seen it yet, you might want to go check it out. Now, like some of our other ones in the past we're going to do our best not to hit every single note of this movie we're going to talk about you know now some i of the know stuff we've said really... this before yes we're going to hit the standouts and we're going to uh you know get into some some of the minutiae but we're going to try and not we're, we'll just dip our toes in the minutiae yes, yes. <laughs> a minutiae kitty pool if you're planning on going to see this movie over this holiday and you you don't want it to be spoiled, now is your time yeah. to pause. We're telling you to go yeah. see it. Yeah, I, see yeah, it. it is a recommend from me just to be, just, you know, I, I'm I'm gonna give my critique on it, but yeah. it's only out of love, you know. Yeah. It's you know, it's I I, st- I totally recommend it. I think it's a fun movie. Warts and all, it. yeah. It's a it's a must go see in theaters. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, now uh, pause it if you don't want to hear any more about it. Uh, here we go. All right. The movie's about, if you haven't already seen the like trailer from forever ago, you know, <laughs> it's it's essentially about a, a town. Uh, it, it's, it's Plymouth, right? Yes. Pl- Plymouth, Massachusetts. Um, <laughs> Plymouth, Massachusetts <laughs> uh, is being, it's, it's, around thanksgiving and they're the town and its folk are being plagued by this 
uh, p- pilgrim masked pilgrim by this masked killer. pilgrim where wielding an axe and other various thanksgiving you know paraphernalia the the, the <laughs> automatic like turkey carver things like that <laughs> um and th- that's what the like essentially that's all the original trailer gave you was just yeah. like oh wouldn't it be funny if there was a thanksgiving horror movie and a pilgrim was killing everybody haha like <laughs> as essentially and eli roth was like 15 years later was like what what gold that was we're going back i got it going back to that well we'll make a whole movie um and so out of that trailer they built you know the thanksgiving that we ended up with which starts off with a like black friday sale right so you're in plymouth there's this like they they've built this like fake do you know what the name of the store is it's like buy right yes or something like yes. that. it's a very generic buy walmart right. ripoff store it's it's this big uh, department store is having this like huge sale right um and you have like your our main cast is a big group of generic teenagers ripe for the murdering uh they all get together uh on it's thanksgiving and they decide we're gonna go out we're gonna party but first we have to stop at this store because one of the kids i think their phone was like busted or something and so they have to go buy a new phone uh they're the main character, her name is Jess, and she's played by uh, Nell Varlake. Uh, a lot of these people don't really have many credits to them. Yes. Um. So, like, I don't think Nell uh, uh, Nell Varlake was in very much. She certainly hasn't been in any like other horror stuff. Um. But yeah, so she is the daughter of like the local like buy right magnate he like owns the store (laughs) right so like he's this big wealthy like rich white guy yeah um and he's actually played by (laughs) um he's played by i know him from so right now i'm i'm doing a whole like series watch of suits yeah you and everyone else in america yeah because netflix was like hey we got all the seasons and i was like well i needed like a show that's like you know just watchable enough to have in the background and has like a thousand episodes you know that i can just roll from one to the next um yeah you're on your own island with that I'm, you know with what, everybody else i like to i like to have one of those shows going at any given time because it's just good like brain off like i'm working just keep that on um but yeah so the the our main character's father the 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 wealthy business owner is played by rick hoffman um who plays uh he plays lewis lit in this in suits so if anybody is listening is also binge watching suits at the moment that's your guy although he has like a really funny mustache in this movie oh my god it's like shoe polish black he's like completely bald on top and then he has like the darkest (laughs) mario mustache available it's pretty it's pretty wild um and Oh yeah, so it's by by right. That's the name of the of the. Yeah, you got it right. Oh, I did say that the first yeah. time. Okay, um, because their because their last name is Wright. That's right, the, yeah. Thomas Wright and Jess Wright with a W. <laughs> White, <clears throat> and so like Jess and her friends, uh, go to like this department store and they like sneak in the back. Meanwhile, in the front, there's like a ba- a bazillion angry massachusetts people a bunch of like mean new englanders who are just like the boston accents the accents are are out of control they are so good (laughs) they are wild and they all vary in quality too it's not like a straight across the board like some people like are trying their hardest and just not cutting it some people (laughs) are like nailing it yeah 
and some are so funny and unreasonable that we accept it anyway because yeah it, makes, it like really makes the movie just like it gives extra bonus points to the movie it's almost like when you see like a really bad new york accent because mm-hmm. it's so over the top but then every once in a while when you're in new york and you, you do hear, hear that it. guy you're like oh he's real mm-hmm. same thing yeah it's exactly like that uh and so the kids all go there and chaos ensues like that one of the characters like gets in a fight with some other guy from like the town over right there's like a rival school or something yeah and basically this whole insane uh black friday like catastrophe happens just like it's it's playing on that like stamp actual literal human stampede that happened like how many years ago it happens like every few years yeah but i feel like there was one like really bad one that happened like like six years ago or something like that yeah it's the doorbuster like stampede where yeah. like they're so voracious for for capitalism that they yeah. knock down an employee and trample <laughs> like people them literally death. people literally get killed so someone can save like 50 bucks on like a waffle iron or something no, a microwave in- yeah insane <laughs> um so and so it's the movie's like playing on that right it, it's it, it and and like turned up to like 11 like people there's like they bust down like the glass right like they knock down the door the glass doors to the place one like the one security guard gets trampled one dude who's just a civilian who's like part of the stampede gets like pushed up against like a piece like the door frame which has a piece of the glass still on it and it slits his throat <laughs> and he's still running around trying to get a waffle iron or something while blood is like <laughs> <laughs> like it's so it's so like hammed up to, to the point of insanity but it's it's a great scene like there is like a bunch of people bite it we get a really nasty arm break our yeah. main characters oh my god the main character jess um her boyfriend at the start of the movie um uh, I forget his name. Is it Bobby? Uh, I think I think it's. Yeah, yeah, it is Bobby. Uh, he's like this like star pitcher, right, for the town. But you like that you get told that in like a very quick like if you blink uh, or are like eating your popcorn too like intensely, you'll miss that whole reference. He's like the star baseball player, but he gets his arm like stepped on, like his not his pitching arm. His, it gets like fucking shattered. Oh, it gets stomped and it just turns into a muppet it's arm. A, it's like flopping all it's over great. the place. Um, there's also a character played by Gina Gershon. Um, her name, bear with me. This IMDb page like fucking sucks, dude. It's so hard to navigate. All the main characters are way at the bottom amanda right so i don't know what relation she has to the family so the guy there's a scene where the sheriff shows up at a house and he right the sheriff is played by patrick dempsey yeah he's new to town yeah like he's Mm. yeah because like he's he's fairly new to the sheriff position because gina gershon is like oh like you're new here because he brings like a pie and he's like you know, I baked it myself. <coughs> and she's like, oh, like, uh, 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 he's he's single. He knows how to bake. He's a sheriff. Like, you're not going to be single for long, you know? Like, so he's, I think he's, like, new to town, fairly. Um, but he shows up at their house, and then the the head of the household, the her husband, gets called into work. Oh, he's, he's the, the, manager the manager of the buy Of the buy right. Yeah. yeah, so he gets called into work. And then the sheriff shows up to help with crowd control, and then his the 
and the Gina manager, Gershon. yeah, Gina Gershon, her, she shows up just like, like just to kind of like, hey, honey, I brought you some pie. Oh yeah, I brought you leftovers. Right, right, right. Yeah, to go call so, him to work. So all of the kids, so basically all of the the relevant characters, except for um, Jess, the main character, except for her dad and her stepmom, stepmom. Uh, they're they're not involved. Like the dad and the stepmom are back in the gigantic house they live in. But all of the other characters get caught in this like huge, crazy stampede, right? And so like, you get some crazy deaths, which are really funny. Gina Gershon's character gets like knocked over, and then somebody just like hits her in the head with the shopping cart and just like snaps her neck. Two carts collide. Over oh, her and face. squish her. Oh. They squish her, and then. Her, there's this like gross little thing where her hair gets caught in the like the wheel of the cart and the woman who's like driving it is just like she's this gross nasty like bostonite chick who's just like, <laughs> she's she's gnarly for the parts of the movie that she's in uh and she just wheels the cart away and like gina gershon gets scalped like it pulls her hair Ugh. and her head the people in this movie are made of play-doh dude yeah. they <laughs> The, it's one of those it's one of those movies where yeah. when somebody dies they like it's you could cut somebody in half with like a dull butter knife in this movie yeah. like this universe health insurance rates must be off the charts anatomy be damned yeah because you die in a stiff breeze in this universe <laughs> people get blown in half during a windy fall day um, but yeah, so like it's chaos and basically the movie takes place, like the rest of the movie takes place like a year later, right? It's like the, the we're coming up on the anniversary of this movie or, or of this big massacre, essentially this yeah. huge like, uh, tragedy and all of the characters, uh, our main character, Jess, her like boyfriend ghosts her like, and just dips after that. So she's like, Oh, I haven't seen him forever. She's now dating this other dude who was like a dweeb that she didn't even really want to talk to last year, but now she's dating him. Um, he's like a college student. Yeah. He's like, he's like the college the, student the, that's dating the senior. The movie makes him like, so it, it like villainizes him so much. And I'm like, he's not doing anything wrong. I know. I, I understand like what they're, they're trying to like, this movie is really, really trying to red herring you like out the ass like every oh, yeah. like every character they're like oh well, what if the killer is him and what if the killer is him and then what if the killer could be that guy sets up a lot of motives yeah but it's like to I, their I, benefit i think oh yeah it's it is like scream in the in the sense of it it is like a whodunit the whole time you're trying to figure out like well who could be um so the character that it, that he's murdering people is wearing a pilgrim mask it's like a one of those cheap like plastic like only front there's no it's not like a full full head mask yes. it's just like a plastic one with a strap around the back he's wearing all black um and he's got a pilgrim hat on and he the face is supposed to be that of john carver who's apparently like the first pilgrim is that what that was like who, what was I the think lore he's the first i didn't do governor. any historical research I think he's the first governor of uh plymouth colony <laughs> okay something like that right it, he's like some historical figure that is big in the town right am i getting a, a head shake confirmation Okay, yes. so all right, yeah, we'll yeah. call him first governor. Yeah, first, yeah, we'll call him the 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 OG pilgrim. It literally says governor on his Wikipedia. <laughs> There's a good picture of him. First Great governor, mustache. OG pilgrim. It's actually a really good design. Did you like the design for the killer? I did. I thought it was interesting enough where it was like pilgrim Guy Fox, but it wasn't like Guy Fox enough. Yeah, it was definitely giving. Um, 
V for Vendetta. V for Vendetta vibes. Guy Fox, like yeah. it, for for sure. I mean, the hat is like close enough to a pilgrim hat, you know, that that uh, Guy Fox wears. And so uh, the whole time you do have to fight that a little bit if like you have that movie baked into your brain. Like, I I think the John Carver uh, design benefits from the the skin the skin tone mask. It has like yeah. a more of a fleshy tone as opposed to the white of the. It's also just Guy cheaper Fox. looking, but in a good way. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's like. I actually do think it's a really good design. It is he's like a little he looks a little bit more limber mm-hmm. than um your your ghost face who always looks a bit like chunky and clunky, you know, because he's got that big wispy cloak. Yeah, that's best he thing. looks like and, he's got a lot of fabric. He looks like and he does he, like he looks like he's gonna trip all over himself, ghost face, you know, and he does almost the entirety of all six of those movies. Um, this, uh, the Carver, we can just call him the Carver, right? That's kind of his title, the Carver. He's John Carver. The Carver's cooler. I think if, if, if they do future movies, I think like the Carver would be like cool, you know, this is Ghostface. This is the Carver. I think that we should go with that. So, uh, I, I like the Carver. Uh, he's a lot less goofy than Ghostface. Ghostface, uh, in Scream, because I, I, I'm going to do a lot of comparing because the, the internet's been doing a lot of comparing, you know? So I do think he has that going for him. He, I think it's your closest analog. He feels, it's reasonable. Yeah, he feels uh, like a, a little bit, m- at times, more menacing than Ghostface is for the majority of of, of a Scream movie. You know, um, I I think he, I think he's pretty cool. I, I like that that he's just he he's got the all you know the all black and he's even got like a ski mask on, so he's got no hair. You know, I think like, the biggest the difference between the two is that the Ghostface is about the chase where yeah. john carver is significantly more about the kill yeah there's not a lot of chase scenes yeah i feel For, like there's everyone two... is significantly more aware of Ghostface mm-hmm. consistently than even in the first one than they are of john carver john carver is a lot sneakier yeah he he for the most part in the in this movie he gets to jump on people before they can do anything there's two really good chase scenes there. yeah um, so yeah, so basically like that, that year after the big stampede at the buy right, right. The, um, all of the kids from the year previous, um, our main characters, they all start getting Instagram, like Instagram notifications yeah. are being tagged in this. Like the, the first one is like a photo of this Thanksgiving table. And it says like, uh, like the table's all set or something like that. Mm-hmm. And over the course of the movie, the Carver is, like, killing all these people who are people that we... Characters that we saw who were, like, directly involved in that stampede. Yeah. Um, so, like, the first person who goes, right, is that lady. The nasty lady <laughs> that we referenced who, like, ran into Gina Gershon. Yeah. She... Turns out she just works at the diner and, like... <laughs> The, the the characters are all there eating and, like, she goes... They go, like, oh, hey, we're ready to order. Like... Like almost like they don't do they not remember her that like she was like directly involved in this like horrible incident and she's just like living her life you know like yeah just being just working at the diner like I kill I literally killed somebody last year yeah nobody like oh well actually no there wouldn't be security footage because later we find out that the security footage from that night was like wiped right yes so nobody a, would be able to big, charge that lady big plot point is that all of that security footage got flushed down the toilet miraculously nobody knows exactly how yeah like the um uh jess's dad you know said that the that the uh footage like the cameras were were broken that night they were malfunctioning they didn't catch everything but the um the dude who played uh 
the, the dude who was the manager, they, there's like a like news coverage like at some point, and he's like, I was there because I guess he doesn't work for them anymore because he his wife was brutally murdered and like he wanted like reparation for that and the guy was like no it's not our fault you know? yeah basically the 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 jess and her family like her dad is like claiming like no no harm done like it's not my fault you know so like a lot of the people are like mad at him the whole movie because they're like because he's having like another sale like an even bigger sale yeah he's ramping new- up for yeah. this year we're we're slashing prices we're 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 killing the competition and slashing prices. Yeah, uh, yeah, and it's all like it's all like spurred on by um, Jess's stepmom, right? Yeah, who is like, yeah, come on, like do another sale. We'll make more money. You know, she's yeah, like big time gold digger energy. Yeah, and it's funny. She's at, so the the stepmom. Her name is Kathleen. Um, she is played by uh, Karen Cliche. I think it's it's C L I C H E. That's how you Cli- spell it. Cliche? it. It would be cliche if it had the the tilde, the, the tilde <laughs> over the e. It does. So Karen Klitsch, Klitsch, whatever. <laughs> the interesting thing about her though is, so that actress is one of like the she played one of the few characters to survive a Saw movie. She oh. was in Saw Six, and she actually made it to the end. And I like, knew I'd seen her somewhere. <laughs> the whole time I was looking at her, I'm like, where the what movie was she yeah, in? Yeah, I think that's an achievement. If you if your character can make it out of a Saw movie, that's that's a pretty big deal. That's like some horror props to you. you yeah, know? But like you get an award for that. Yeah, like, you made that's it like out. a pin on your uh, yeah. vest. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she's uh, she plays just like a you're very like classic like evil stepmom, b- bougie evil stepmom, gold digger type character. Um, she's been like influencing the dad like this. Um, the whole she the whole movie she's like she keeps anytime the main character jess like tries to have like get a word in edgewise with her dad like she comes in from like the room over and you're like god damn it yeah um but uh but yeah so like the first character that dies is the the waitress um at the diner who was at the stampede she like this is a good little chase scene this is like a good like scream opening type kill yeah um because she you know she basically ends up staying at the diner after hours like she closes up right um and she as she's like getting ready to go she sees like the john carver mask on the counter and like she goes to look at it and then like she turns around and like the carver's there and he like swings like the axe at her right and then she like dodges out of the way and then runs and we get a brief little like chase through the diner she like runs to the back and he like sneaks up on her and like dunks her head in the gross dirty like dishwater you know in the back um and this is actually i love when i actually really like when you when killers utilize cold stuff yeah i don't know why it just like i just think it's fun um like the the one chick who dies in jason x because she gets like she gets cryo cryo frozen frozen and jason just shatters her to pieces i love that um but yeah so like the carver like dunks her under this water and like you know covers her like head to toe in dishwater and then opens up the freezer and like sticks her head to the the side door so she can't like move she's just like stuck there as he goes to get his like axe that he was like sharpening um but she does actually manage to like peel her face off and it's gross there's a really good practical effects in this movie yeah i don't think this would 
happen the way it does, no. but it, we are Remember, willing to everyone's forgive. Play-Doh. Everyone's made out of Play-Doh. It is so gruesome the way her like her fingertips peel off and like the side of yes. her like cheek peels off. Ugh. I I cannot say more good things about the gore in this movie. If you are looking for a classic like eighties type slasher where people are dying in ways that like don't make any sense, but it still fucking looks rad. Mm-hmm. This is the movie for you because I, I can't say a bad thing about that part. It's like a thousand ways to die where <laughs> yeah. like, you're like, Oh, I didn't know someone could die like that. Oh God. Yeah. I can't say a, a bad thing about it. Uh, it, all of the, the deaths and the practical effects in this movie, even stuff that's assisted by um, CGI still looks, it all looks really good. A lot so. of practical blood in this, which oh, we yeah. love. And it yeah. looked great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, look, it looked awesome. It's just good to see. It just feels more visceral. I don't care if it doesn't look like real blood. I just I want do. it to be real liquid. I want it to be real blood. I, sure. Real liquid, obviously, key. Yeah. I mean, ideally, it's real liquid and it looks like real blood. But I would prefer, even if it's like Kool-Aid red liquid that's coming out, <laughs> I'd prefer that over like the CGI squibs that they do. It's just like, and it oh, just looks CGI so is trash. terrible. Everybody knows, all the listeners know by now, I'm a big blood snob. Yeah. Gotta so, be close. But so our 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 uh, soon-to-be-gone waitress, right, she peels herself off so that she leaves like a big face skin like stuck to the door. It's so good. Uh, and then she runs outside um the the killer in this also and we'll, we'll get to it in a little bit uh he has that the 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 slasher ability of he's just like he can be wherever he needs to be right yeah he, he's got the teleportation effect where he's like uh, you just saw him like in the kitchen that you ran out like the front you ran out the front left him in the back now you're out in the parking lot and suddenly he's in a car already started up and ready to go in the parking lot. in the parking lot. And you're like, I don't know how he managed to do that, but I don't care. I have a very specific theory about this. We'll, which we'll get to at the end. Yeah. But I, I, I think before we move out of the diner, I gotta say this movie is, is just wall to wall Thanksgiving decorations I have never seen before. Never in my life have I ever seen a location, or let alone an entire town, that is more devoted to just Thanksgiving decorations. It's well, amazing, it would be, right? I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's it's really good because it it helps really solidify its like spot as a holiday yeah. movie. Like it could have just been like, oh yeah, the movie takes place during Thanksgiving, and they could have left it, you know, with just. But they go all in and. The, the the entire movie you never forget that it's thanksgiving uh, no. but it makes sense because it takes place in like plymouth massachusetts right and they make a point to be like yeah the town is a, this town whether or not plymouth massachusetts actually is obsessed with thanksgiving <laughs> i don't know but in this movie in this setting like they're all about it balls dude. to the walls thanksgiving which is awesome in fact i <clears throat> this is another thing i'll get to later i think the killer's motivation uh at the end of the movie a little disappointing because I, I don't think it incorporates enough of the Thanksgivingness into it, you know? Interesting. Um, but yeah, so basically, so our, our, our waitress, right? She like runs, she runs in the parking lot, the killer who's suddenly teleported to the front in, in the car. That's the one car that's in the parking lot, like starts it up and starts driving after her. And she just runs and she tries to like climb up it, into this dumpster. And I, <laughs> something weird happens because like, he he doesn't hit her with the car, right? She like 
climbs up into the dumpster and gets about halfway in and the car hits the dumpster and the lid to the dumpster cuts her in half. So it has a metal <laughs> lid on like most dumpsters. There Which are plastic. some, yeah, usually they're like just plastic, but it has, it's one of those metal lids. Cause there are some that have like a steel lid that you oh, lock okay. so that way like wildlife can't get in. Gotcha. Usually so that's what we were yeah. dealing with. Cause I was like, how did this happen? So he, she's trying to jump into the dumpster the car runs into it, and I think it clips her legs and pins her against it. The momentum of the car hitting it snaps the metal lid around and claps her in the back and chops her flat in half. It's dude, it's so funny, and it happens so suddenly. Uh, I, like I, I, I was cracking up. I was like, "All right, so this is where we're going for the movie. All right, this is the tone that the movie. This is the first death, you know, barring all of the. This is the first like purposeful death. Like, this is the know. first." yeah so i I was like all right we got a lot we're going it's gonna be all up you know uphill from here we're gonna have fun um so basically yeah the rest of the movie for a while is like the carver taking out other people who were involved in the stampede right yeah and and tagging like he keeps adding bodies to the table um and tagging the main characters like in and as the like table starts to fill up like there's one guy who was like the security guard who not the one who was crushed to death but the one who just, like, ran away from this, he was like, I'm yeah. out! And just, like, like fuck this, not my job! He, like, finds out that the that there's a killer out there, um, and he's, like, the, when we see him next, he's, like, packing, he's, like, getting ready to leave. <laughs> and, and he's, like, talking to his cat the whole time, and he's like, alright, somebody's, you know, someone's gonna come feed you, I'm gonna be back in a little bit, I'm, like, going to Florida, not Florida, but, cause Are somebody, we, cause a different character's going to Florida. I think he's going to, uh, like, Puerto Rico. Yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> he's leaving the country, uh, you know, um, uh, and the, the carver is, like, already in the house, right? Like, it's one of those things where he's, he hears a weird noise, there's a funny scene where he, like, asks, he, like, it's one of those scenes where, like, the character's, like, in a room and he hears a noise from the next room and you can see through the doorway, but like not quite much of the room. You can't see around. You can't see around the door. So you think like, Oh, the killer could be back there, but his cat's like perched on the counter and he's like, Hey, is he in there? And the cat just kind of like looks around and it's like really the cat actor who you found out. Yes. The cat actor is (laughs) the same cat actor from the modern pet cemetery remakes. And he looks fantastic. In the, in the Pet Cemetery remakes, uh, you know, he's covered in, like, coffee grinds and shit, so he looks, like, all matted and gross. But, like, clearly this cat's been eaten good. He is chunked up. He is fluffy as hell. He, and he's such a good cat actor. Like, they have him <laughs> perched on this, like, two-tier, like, cat tower. And he's, like, front and center for, like, most of this guy's introduction. Mm-hmm. And he's just kind of looking around. He's yeah, chilling. He's a good, he's a good... They got him up on the counter. He's hitting his marks. And I, I've, you know... Hitting his marks. I've been told specifically from people who are uh, on set with, like, animal actors, it's a nightmare oh, most I of the time. Imagine. And they use, like, 90% of the footage that they have. It's like, we just tried to shoot the best we could. And, I mean, I don't know how long it took him with this cat in particular, but he looks like he was really on point. Like, the couple cuts they have of him are spot on. Uh, yeah, he was he was a highlight, definitely, of that scene. <clears throat> um, especially because, like, uh, so after... So, basically, that, that guy, the security guard, he gets, like, ganked by uh, the carver who... And this actually is the start of, like, something... I, that I noticed 
and maybe you didn't feel this way or you, you you know you disagree with me a lot of the time the movie felt like it was oddly cut um because in this scene in particular like the carver like the main character or not the main character uh the the security guard is like creeping up towards the he's like got a what a baseball bat or something yeah and he's like getting ready to like come around the corner and then all of a sudden we just get a camera shot of like the carver's like hand with one of those uh automatic like turkey carvers and just and it like gets him in the gut and i guess you're supposed to assume he like came out from under the table that the guy was near that's what i thought but but that's the thing you have to think that it's not a it's a like very unclear shot and that actually kind of happens a lot in the movie um where you're like not really sure sometimes like where you are or where something is coming from uh i noticed it a, a handful of times it just felt like there was maybe a like uh like a different shot or that shot was like more elaborate originally and it got cut down maybe to save time or something it just felt weirdly edited and i was like where was he and like how would nobody like where how did he get there i think it's a reasonable observation but for me the kills themselves were so like funny and creative that i was just like willing to just go okay doesn't matter we're moving on i'm watching a guy get decapitated yeah doesn't you know don't care it's most it's mostly forgivable but it 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 is something that i think people will dock points off the movie for like i think it's it's sometimes it's edited a little weird especially if people are comparing it to scream where scream usually gives like a pretty good explanation uh you always pretty like clear cut you actually know you generally know exactly where like Ghostface is coming from and they always have like a good explanation for like how he got there right yeah even the if logic it takes is till the, very sound even if it takes till the end of the movie to figure it out like oh that explains it you know you still get that and this you don't really um how do you feel about so like that pretty much takes care like for the most part it takes care of all the extraneous um characters there's another guy who our main characters get in a fight with like in the crowd at the beginning um he now this guy was weird because i assumed he was like a rival classmate from like a different school yeah but then when we catch up with him in in the modern part of the movie he it looks like he's like a teacher or like a coach at the school, the arrival school, right? So I, he does. I that's what I thought initially that he was a coach, but like knowing, like thinking back on it, that he is like the guy that gets in a fight with the other high schooler, mm-hmm. and he's in a he's in like a Letterman jacket, yeah, like in that first scene. So I'm thinking he's either a senior now along yeah. with these other classmates. Maybe he just assists as the... <laughs> or, yeah, he's either a senior who is like a head... Uh, uh, what do they call that? Captain. He's either like right, captain right. of the football team or he's like a guy who graduated who is like now a coach. That's what I'm thinking it is. Is like he's he graduated but now he's still at the school, which makes it weird though because he's dating a cheerleader who's still in school. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah cuz like we we catch up to them uh and we get another death where like uh he and the cheerleader like sneak off um and she's like I'm going to show you my routine and she like makes him close his eyes, right? And like he <laughs> She sits him down and he's closed. He's got his eyes closed, and she's like, "Are you? It, it, this is a very gratuitous like 
she's like, are you ready for my routine? And she goes on a trampoline and she starts like yeah, pulling her underwear off. Crazy staged situation <laughs> where like there's a trampoline in the middle of this like Stage, auditorium yeah, with a spotlight on it. And it, it, it like, I, how did she set this up? It would require so many people to be involved to set this up. And also, it's like it's like a backyard trampoline. Like, not one that I think a school would have for cheerleading purposes. Maybe they would. I don't know. I don't know. But, um, but anyway, so, like, as she's getting ready, she's turned to face away from the boyfriend. And she's like, ah, uh, because she's showing him her, her ass, right? Because she's yeah. like, pulling her underwear off and, like, pulling her cheerleading skirt up. And as this guy's watching, he's, like, fucking drooling. He's like, he's like, why... <laughs> fucking tasmanian devil uh and as he's like staring carver comes up from behind and just snaps his neck it turns it all the way around oh. but he remains like sitting up and so you get this good shot of like the 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 uh the practical effects on like the twisted neck look really gross and good all these gross like neck folds like, yeah, as it's, it's like twisted around it's 180 so good and so she starts her routine right and she starts jumping up and down and she doesn't notice that this guy's head is like completely facing the other direction and this is where we get like a one. This is one of the kills that like really ick, icked me out. Um, not enough that like I had to divert my eyes, you know, because I'm a, I'm a I'm a big boy. I've seen enough of these, <laughs> right? Like, but it did make me go like, ooh. Um, and it's that like as the girl, this cheerleader is jumping up and down at like as she's coming down from from one jump you see like a blade like stick up through the trampoline and just like the thought of like just the innocentness of a trampoline right that's what it is because when in my mind a trampoline is like pure right it's just you go back to your childhood what's like the most fun thing like your friend gets a trampoline you're like it's gonna be all fun for the next three days we're gonna you trampoline. have not seen enough rob your decks ridiculousness because i cannot tell you how many mortal injuries have been sustained on a trampoline well here's the thing I didn't hang out with a bunch of fucking idiots when I was a kid, right? Like we didn't we didn't maim each other for for fun and take videos of it. All right. We just had wholesome fun on the trampoline. We jumped up and down, maybe a couple flips, nothing crazy, right? So for me, a trampoline is just like cozy, wholesome, it's nice. Americana. Yeah. Yeah. You know, give me Give me a give me a, a vanilla milkshake and a trampoline and you know a little cheeseburger action and we're just co- cozy and, and warm. Um, <laughs> a malt drink, a drive-in, and a trampoline. <laughs> Apple pie and the American flag. Oh, and a trampoline. Yeah, and a tra- oh, you gotta always need the trampoline. But yeah, so as the chick like comes down and lands on the trampoline again a blade like comes up and it doesn't like it's not like an instant kill right she, her like foot just like lands on it and it yeah. trips her and then the blade just like keeps coming up and this chick gets stabbed so much and the trampolines like as it's a like, goat up and down it's like the 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 it's pooling all of her blood around her it's gnarly dude yeah because as she continues to get stabbed she's bouncing, <laughs> she's bouncing on the trampoline still and she can't like get her feet under herself because they've been stabbed yeah it's like now it's just like boing boing (laughs) you know she just keeps coming up and then down and landing on a new knife somewhere it's it's pretty it's pretty fucking intense i really i really liked it these were good deaths um so like but basically those are all the people that like we lose who were, were not our main characters yeah how do you feel about the main characters they are perfectly hateable enough. So, like, they are, like, 
stupid high school kids enough that I'm, like, excited to see some of them die, but then, like, our main character is, like, at least grounded and realistic enough that I'm like, ooh, I hope she doesn't get hurt. Like, yeah, she, our she's... final girl is, like, innocent enough, and uh, I, coming from a rich family, I, I think she's significantly more likable than most of the other high schoolers. Yeah, she, she's pretty relatable. She's, yeah, she comes from, like, a wealthy family, but she's, like, not happy about it, you know? She, yeah. like, doesn't like what her dad's been doing. She's, like, fighting with him the whole movie. You know, about, she's very like, outspokenly like, hey, dad, you're being a real piece of shit. Yeah. Um, to, to the point where, like, he has a weird, like, villain turn where he, like, unvillainizes. Like, and, uh, again, this is where I'm thinking, like, I, I think the script was a lot broader yeah. at one time. I think maybe it was a longer movie. Um, to the point where I think this, this movie actually would have maybe... Again, I like the movie. It's good. Go see it. I think it might have worked almost better if it was like a six epi- six or eight episode sh- season of that. Have you ever watched Slasher? No. It's really good. It is it's like a it's an anth- horror anthology series where like each season is just about a like a group of people just getting murdered by a new like slasher that's invented for that season. And they use the same actors every season. Where was this? I don't know what it premiered on originally, but it's on Netflix, I think. Now, cool. it's on Shudder. There's a new, the new season just came out on Shudder, like, last year. Hmm. Um, and it's, that show's, like, the kills in that show are pretty fucking brutal, dude. So, okay. if you haven't seen it, we should check it out sometime. Um, uh, but I think it would have benefited, maybe, because the, cause the movie tries to do, like, some character development that doesn't really always feel earned or, like, fleshed out enough for me to be, like, you know, like... It's either, like, give us more of this, and then I'll believe it, or just don't bother, because you could just put a kill here somewhere, and yeah. I would probably be having more fun. Because, like, there's the there's the weird scene where this where the daughter, with where Jess, uh, is like, hey, dad, like, you're, like, being an asshole. Like, we sh- you shouldn't be having this sale. Like, people, people are, people died last year. People are dying now. And normally, that character, this, like, rich like obsessed with money dad would be like and like he would just like laugh all the way till he's dead (laughs) later in the movie right yeah i will never give up my money i love it more than my daughter yeah yeah but then but like a couple scenes after her conversation with him she's like he he just comes up and he's like hey jess you know what i've been thinking about what you said and almost like between the the first and second third of the movie he has like a a humanitarian turn it's almost like if this was a show there would have been a middle episode all about the hit this this dad's like it would have had a flashback where the dad is like you understand why he's so obsessed with money and then during the other bits he'd like have some sort of comeuppance and come to god moment where he's like you know what i just can't be this person anymore i have to next episode i'm gonna go and and apologize to my daughter and that's like we miss like this whole development there's no indication that there's no scene that happens other than his daughter going you're being an asshole and then the next time you see him, he's like, you're right, I was. And I'm not going to listen to your evil stepmom anymore. And I apologize. And I'm a, he- I'm a good guy for the rest of the movie. And he does all of his growth and like self-reflection <laughs> way off, off screen. screen. <laughs> so far off screen, he's in, like, in a different movie. <laughs> <laughs> he, 
he like went and had a Hallmark movie and then came back to the horror movie. He was His daughter to be. is busy like, Dad, I'm trying to like thwart a slasher. And he's yeah. like, you know what? You're right. We're not going to open up this year. We're going to close it down. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, but, but it was, even though it's weird and felt like we were missing like a cut of the movie that like just got snipped out for time we got all the shit going on but it it's was still, got a roll but it was still nice to see though <laughs> it, it was good it it, it it was a twist on like its character stereotype that we didn't norm we don't normally see so i i felt it was refreshing even though it felt a little uneven yeah um but yeah so the rest of, you're right though about the rest of the characters they're they're likable enough that you like kind of don't want to see them like tortured and murdered but like that you dislike them just enough you're like yeah but it was okay you could kill that one i've never seen a group of teenagers <laughs> especially the two like boys the two like high school boys oh yeah who are scuba more ready to fight <laughs> they're like just so fucking jazzed to literally throw hands and i'm like oh. i just i just so not scuba no, not Scuba, the other guy. So there's the so there is the one friend, his name was Evan. Piece of shit. Um he yeah, he's like he's the like clown, the jester archetype character. He's the one who got in the fight with the guy who gets his head twisted around. He basically causes the entire stampede to happen because he like sneaks in to get a f- new phone, right? And he like taunts the whole crowd, which causes them to like rampage, you know. Um so if anything, he just definitely deserved to die given the logic of the 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 killer right most of the other characters don't really like yes they were involved in like like they were in the store early and part of like the group that in theory caused the stampede but they really didn't do anything right yeah i would not <laughs> say that all of them contribute equally to the carnage right to 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 the point where they 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 have a tab a murder tableau set up specifically for them I can understand the main character because her dad is like, it's like a sins Sins of the father father, type of like, you know, comeuppance for her. Like, oh, you're paying for your dad's shittiness. That I can understand. I can understand Evan because he was the piece of shit who did essentially taunt the whole thing into happening. But all the other characters were just kind of like bystanders. Like they didn't really, I don't know why they get so much, like so much brutality visited upon them. Scuba and his like Russian girlfriend. Yeah. So the two, two of the friends are, are this one, uh, like, uh, Evans, like football teammate. His name is, um, his name is Scuba. And there's a really funny scene in the movie where like a character asks him like, why do they call you Scuba? And he goes, cause my last name's Diver. And I don't know why his first that name would... is like Evan or yeah, something yeah, he's random. Like, he's and like, they're what? like, oh, okay, the... yeah, Scuba's way better. Yeah, they, <laughs> I, I forget what they say his name is, but he's like, my real name's this. Yeah, they go, oh yeah, Scuba's better. It's <laughs> and it was it's a it's the new uh, one of the other red herring characters is like there's this new deputy in town and he's like this tall, like dark, mysterious, brooding guy. He's like an angry cop right so yeah. you're like oh well he seems primed to maybe be he in. seems aggressive and terrible he could, he could be a murderer yeah but he's a little too obvious so immediately i was like it's not him um but yeah, he so that that's the one who asked him and he's like yes yeah, scoop is better i just thought that 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 writing really made me laugh i i it, it's such a stupid line right like just having to explain this character's nickname but it was just so like and the way the actor who played scuba who was played by um gabriel davenport is his name and i think he's actually one of the like best performances in the movie and he's such a well-written character too because he is he's an african-american actor and 
traditionally those characters have a very poor survival rate in these types of movies right so it was really great to, you know he, he survived they also right? usually end up playing into like some really uncomfortable and shitty stereotypes he's yes. just like a very reasonably normal guy and so he so usually like you either get like a really shitty stereotype character or you get somebody who, who has to constantly reference the fact that, that like oh i'm a black guy in a horror movie yeah and i'm aware of it you know so you, it's like almost like a lot of the time those are like the only two ways people are capable of writing like yeah. black characters in movie horror movies but he's really great in this movie because there's nothing there's no reference like to to horror movie, like oh i black people always die first in horror movies you know like the blackening <laughs> yeah you know he doesn't have to reference that it's not they don't like lean on that like they're not dependent on it for his character um, and he survives the whole movie, and it's just because he's, like, a competent, he's a nice character. You'd think he'd be, like, a shitty jock guy, like, his friend, you mm-hmm. know? But no, he's just, like, a cool guy. He's dating this this Russian chick named Yulia, um, who, like, I didn't realize was, like, supposed to be Russian, because I, they say her name the whole time, but I never made the, like, connection that Yulia is, like, a, like a, a, a Russian or, like, Eastern, like, way of saying Julia, you know, that. Yeah. But then, like, there's a scene where, like, her dad shows up to, like, because he's, like, he goes, Yulia, come. <laughs> like, he, like, he shows up, like, fucking, like, what's his name from Rocky, you know? <laughs> Drago? Yeah, he shows Ivan up, Drago. Like, uh, like, fucking Ivan Drago. And he's, like, Yulia, come. And then he's, like, we're going to Florida. <laughs> like, like, he's, he, the dad's, like, gonna take her out of the movie, right? Um, and that, that's, like, when we get, like, a, uh, the... If you've seen, if you guys have seen the trailers for this movie, I think the standout like moment in the trailer is when a girl gets like the little corn cob like holders, holder oh. spikes in her ears. This is poor Yulia. She's the one who suffers that. And again, you don't really she. You would think because she's like a a a, a like attractive blonde like cheerleader type, you'd think she'd be like annoying and like vapid. But not really. She's no. just like a normal chill girl who's like d- dating a really nice guy, right? And you're like. Aside oh. from the one, like, <laughs> hyper-aggressive, like, let me fight every single person that we come across guy, all of these high schoolers are very realistic and reasonable. Yeah, they're they're really not m- miserable. Like, you don't, you don't necessarily, like, love them because I don't think the script, like, yeah. allows enough time for you to, like, be like, oh, I love that character, except for Scuba. He was my top. <laughs> they're also, they're, I think they fit in a very, like, I don't want to say generic, but very, like, normalized like kind of like frame of reference because they're not like hyper gen z they're not like no cap for real for real yeah yeah yeah. but also they're not so corny and like Mm -hmm. over the top that they don't fit into like the high school experience that you and i might have had yeah i i think uh I think that ha- is sort of a double-edged sword because it, 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 it doesn't make you, like, roll your eyes, you know, because unless you're, like, a very deftly executed m- m- Gen Z movie, like, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Yeah. Like, if you're not that movie, then most of the time when you have a lot of, like, hyper, like, Gen Z dialogue where it's just, like, every fucking like word that comes out of anybody's mouth in the movie you're like oh my god all right i get it i get it we were made by by a young person like talk to me was very (laughs) like okay these people are gen z but they're not stereotypes right 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 i think these characters in thanksgiving are not like stereotype gen z but they're also not like they don't feel like they are 
specifically slotted into that box. Yeah, which is why I say it's a double-edged sword because it works for the most part, but sometimes the line delivery delivery feels like really flat because I think the writing like just was unnatural. I think sometimes for the actors to like have to like portray, like I think sometimes yeah. they were it just like felt too stiff for them to like get across naturally yeah that makes sense um so i think some that's why sometimes i think the movie can like hit some snags in in the dialogue because you're like i don't know something here feels weird and it's not funny it just feels weird yeah um but yeah so like that that, like like i was saying our our friend julia she's the one or yulia she's the one who gets the corn cobs to the ears which was crazy because now like after you the carver kills all of the like extraneous characters he starts going for the main characters right so like evan and his girlfriend, um, who's played by what, 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 that the the TikTok girl, Addison Ray. Addison Ray, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she, um, they get like kidnapped because they basically there's a there's a really good jump scare that got Spooky Wife like super good, um, where the two they're after school right, um, like the because the because they the town over discovers the the cheerleader and and the one dude have been murdered right. Um, so they, so they canceled the, the big football, game. the big Thanksgiving <laughs> football game. And the character Evan is like, just fucking bullshit, man. I'm so mad. And there's a funny part where like, he's like, you can't cancel the game. I'm going, I'm going. And Scuba's like, what are you going to do? You can't play football by yourself. And he's like, watch me. <laughs> but then like Addison Ray and uh, who's his girlfriend, like takes him and they take like a, a, a calm down, like walk through the empty school. Right. And there's this like scene where they're walking. And you see a shot down the hallway as they're like, they're walking and like, they're, they're just having, like, they're just chatting together. And then there's like a garbage bin in the center of the hallway. And right as they're about to like pass a corner, the <laughs> Evan's character goes, oh, that's weird. And it's such an effective jump scare. And this is why I, I, I explained it to you guys earlier, why I thought it was so good it was because the, the character specifically calls out like, oh, that's weird. Not like, oh, I'm, it's not that it, that he's scared of anything. He's like, no, oh, that's weird. So you, your brain hears like, oh, that's weird. So you want to look at the thing the person's pointing to. So you really kind of like lean in almost, even if it's like metaphorically lean in, your brain you leans in. into like the yeah. depth, like into yeah. the background. And you're like, oh, what is weird? And that's when the carver jumps around the corner. So you're, you're like primed to like really be looking for something. And he just like bursts out. <laughs> He, and he double chloroforms them. I have never seen... First of all, chloroform doesn't work like it does we in the movies. Know. We know that. Boo, but a double chloroform boring. is crazy. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the two-fist chloroform knocks both of them out, kidnaps them. But then um, that's during that scene, right after that scene, um, Jess goes back into the school to look for them because she gets a text from uh, Addison Ray's character like, hey, come here. First of all, if you know there's a murder out, there's like you have to know that this is not a natural text from your one of your best friends like could you come here she's not gonna want you she's off fucking her boyfriend and theoretically in the school like what does she want you to come here for but anyway so jess goes in and we get a good um the high school set is also really good it's like a cool high school it's a very interesting looking high school yeah Yeah. it's it's like visually distinct it's not just a it, it doesn't look like just a generic high school uh, I, I, I really liked the set. I kind of wish we spent a little more time in it. It's also a school that has a, like, cosmetology track in it, you know, because yeah. um, there's a scene earlier where the characters are in the classroom, but it's, like, it's a cosmetology classroom, so they have all the, like... It's like a salon. Yeah, it's like a whole salon with all of the, um, like, mannequin heads with the different, like, wigs and, like, fake hair to, like, practice on. 
Um, and we actually go back there during the scene because uh, Jess gets uh, attacked by the carver. Uh, he chases her all up and down the hallways with his axe um, to the point where she gets ahead and ducks into the, the room, right? And there's, like, a cool scene where he's a little hide-and-seek action, right? There's actually two good hide-and-seek parts. Um, and, like, where Jess has, like, her head, like, kind of, like, <laughs> next to all the mannequin heads. And she's got this great, like like frozen like eyes wide face because she's like the, as the carver's like walking by all the other mannequin heads are like looking all over it's just really cool looking um good set piece yeah especially I mean, for like a high school yeah yeah it was it was very creative um obviously she gets away um and then like i said you poor yulia she gets corn cob to the ears which i thought was even though i knew it was coming it's still brutal especially because you don't hate her yeah, you know. Yeah, it's 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 you you like her because she's not like annoying and she's just like a, a normal chick. I I love her like crazy Russian dad. Her dad is a cartoon. Her yeah. dad is a Russian cartoon. It, he's but so it is, it's it so is funny, so dude. good. Um, it plays so well against her like normalcy. Yeah. So and then during that corn cob scene, um, Scuba and Jess. Uh, who are like facetiming her at the time of her getting attacked they like rush to her house um and they get there just in time for there's also a funny scene where the reason why jess and scuba were together was because they went to like a party with this one character who's like the whole movie he's like i'm throwing a party where i sell beer to underage kids (laughs) uh but he's also like an illegal arms dealer because they go there to buy guns from him to arm themselves and there's like a really funny like arming up scene where he brings them to his room and he's got all these fake like safe devices where it's like it just looks like like oh this just looks like a boombox they're dugouts yeah they're but, all he, dugouts. but he opens it up and there's guns in there but he's got all, like a million like huge like desert eagle weapons and like m16s he might as well have a fucking rocket launcher in the room <laughs> he pulls up, he pulls up this one uh cd player and opens it up and it's got a magnum in it and he's like yeah and if you get this one bonus points if you say something really cool before you shoot somebody. yeah dirty harry style yeah <laughs> and the scuba has a funny line where he's like do you have any human-sized guns in here <laughs> which is great because again it just humanizes that character a lot more um so they get armed up and then they when they get the the call from yulia where she's being attacked they go there right and this is another like crazy scene because they get there and scuba's like Got the gun, got the gun trained but, on him. But Carver's got, you know, holding Yulia. He's got his arm, like, around her neck, and he's, like, got his knife to her throat. Um, and she, she's just, like, Yulia's, like, just shoot him in the face. Shoot him in the face. And it's, like, I would not trust, like, my boyfriend who's never held a gun before to, <laughs> to, Fuck, no. to shoot. When, when my face is an inch from his face? No, no, no. Um, and Scuba tries... But he forgot to take the safety off the gun, which is, like, a funny funny scene. And as they're, like, fumbling with that, the carver, like, uses it to get away. But he shoves Yulia after turning on – because their house is, like, under construction or something, right? So there's this bandsaw in the middle of the kitchen. He turns it on, shoves Yulia on top of it, and you get a gnarly – like, her hands hit first, and all her oh. fingers get cut off. And then she falls – like, belly flops onto the thing, and she's like <laughs> – And, like, her boyfriend, like, scuba, like, grabs her, and he, like, pulls her off of it, and then all her guts fall out. Dude, it's crazy. Some good-looking guts. It's good guts, dude. Um, yeah, so, like, that's another good kill. And then, basically, after that, uh, I, I think the movie sort of, like, boils down. Oh, they, they all get together with, and the whole time, right, this whole movie, Patrick Dempsey, we haven't mentioned him much, he's, like, the detective. 
He's a sheriff. Or she's the sheriff, right? And he's been trying to help them all the whole time. Like, he's been interviewing all of the characters. Uh, you know, what's her face? Jess is, like, boyfriend, the, the star pitcher, right? He's been gone. He suddenly mysteriously reappears in town and, like, starts trying to mack it with her again, even though she's dating this one nerd. Uh, and so, like, the whole movie, you're like, well, could it be the new boyfriend is the killer? Is it the old boyfriend is the killer? Is it the new detective? There is some really fun humor between, like, because she clearly still has feelings for her old boyfriend, uh-huh. but, like, she's trying to be not a piece of shit and, like, be loyal <laughs> enough to her current boyfriend. So there's, like, some fun, like, banter between like all three of them there's like a scene where the old boyfriend shows up to one of the kills at the school and he like he's like oh my god like are you okay and he like puts his jacket over (laughs) her shoulders and then like the new boyfriend shows up and she goes to hug the new boyfriend and just shrugs off as as he's about to hug her he kind of just like very gingerly like throws the old boyfriend's (laughs) jacket like off her shoulders on the ground it's such a smooth motion it is like such good comedic timing and it's, on that. One. It's just so petty between them. And it's so fucking funny. Yeah, I really, really liked that that whole dynamic. That's like some of the more like it's it, it's very like clear cut. They were going for that joke, but like I think the delivery and like the direction, the acting, great, all great. comes together to make it really smooth and funny. <laughs> uh, yeah. So they. The at, at a certain point, the so Patrick Dempsey get and the whole crew, the the friends, the 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 dad, the you know the rich dad, they all everyone gets together and they're like, listen, there's supposed to be this big Thanksgiving parade, right? And they're thinking of canceling it, but then they go, they all collectively eventually come together and go, no, we can't cancel it. This is our the Carver's going to be there. He's going to try and get one of us. This is our chance. We're going to lay a trap for him, right? Uh, so we're going to catch him, and and this is our one shot. So they have the parade, right, where they get all the floats together, and it's, like, the most grim parade because, like, for the most part, the rest of the town doesn't seem to be affected at all by all these no. deaths. It's just our main characters who are on these floats who have, like, these death visages on where they're, <laughs> they're so somber. They're scared and out of their scared. fucking minds. <laughs> and everyone's like, woo, Thanksgiving! Woo! They're like princess waving on these floats. Meanwhile, they have, like, a thousand-yard stares yeah, into the crowd so, looking so for the killer. Funny. And yeah, so you get a lot of you get a lot of um, shots of like people wearing the the mask because the mask is everywhere. One of the characters early on makes a point to say that like, oh, everyone's gonna be wearing this mask because it's like that's what we do here in Plymouth on Thanksgiving. We we, we dress as this guy. <laughs> uh, and so you get a lot of shots of the, of people who look like they could be the Carver. Um, but then it turns out uh, they're all and they they're they're very sinister shots because they're like following the parade floats and stuff. But really, what it is is just a bunch of people who've gotten together to protest the the buy right guy. Yeah. So it's like this. It's so funny because they the the protesters. It's like they're they're acting like yeah we fucking got him. But all they did was like stop the parade for like point three seconds. They and like, hold up some signs. They, yeah, they hold up some signs and then they get ushered off. And it's like great protest, guys. You really showed them. Um, but. It was really funny as this parade. You get this parade is actually really well shot. There's because I, I think this was the big set piece from the trailer, the yeah. original trailer. You know, um, it's so th- this whole scene is really cool. You get like all these crazy angles. It's very like, could he be here? Could he be there? What's gonna happen? Um, and you get, you get this like one shot, which I thought was gonna be like a throwaway shot, 
You have this one guy who's just in the parade in like a killer clowns from outer space costume. Yeah, weird reference and, to throw in there. Yeah, and me and Eric like looked at each other because we're like, oh, isn't that funny? Look at that killer clown guy. And I thought he was just going to be a one, like he was just in the like shot. Like background Background guy. actor. But no, turns out the Carver is in that costume. He's out of his normal costume into a different one. And what he does is there's this one kid that they reference the whole movie of like being like, oh, we'll get like, I forget his name, but they're like, get him. He's just always the turkey in the Thanksgiving parade. He's always in this turkey, <laughs> turkey costume. And he's at the front of the parade. And all of a sudden, this killer clown from outer space that we thought was a background extra has an ax and just takes a big swing and just clean cuts off this guy's head. The turkey, turkey costume, down. turkey costume and head whoosh, right off. And everybody starts going nuts. It's chaos in the streets. The clown throws out these smoke grenades and starts gassing the whole parade. And he's, it's like, he's, he's gone. It's like the, the opening of the dark night. Like yeah. all, of a, su- all yeah. of a sudden there's like this crazy bank robber clown. <laughs> <laughs> And so, and so we like, the, while the smoke's going and all this chaos is happening, he, he hops in the, uh, th- this like truck and like, like drives forward and then like stops it short, uh, or something and knocks all of our main characters off the float who all like skedaddle into like a getaway car. They're like rounded up into a cop car and then the cop gets taken out brutally by the fucking clown and then the clown kind of just leans in and trank darts scuba our main character yeah, jess, yeah, scuba jess and, and jess's dad and just like yeah. three in a row like pink 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 and then and drives the off too right she gets got yeah, at some yeah, point yeah, yeah. yeah and then drive yeah drives off and you're like fuck this guy's this guy's ready he's We're fucking with a professional yeah it's it's like a very effective uh like and it's like a big daytime maneuver for a slasher right yeah like that's it was bold yeah uh, i really liked it that's one of my favorite scenes um and then so you don't get to find out what happens for a while to those characters because we get a long like cat and mouse scene with kathleen uh the, the, the evil stepmom where she wakes up and it's such a funny scene she wakes up but she like pretends to still be asleep because the carver's like in the room with her and she's on a big table and she's got like fixins all around her, right? Like, <laughs> like, like vegetables, like, vegetables shit, yeah. like everything you would like put on a spread where you're going to put the turkey, right? And she, as she's pretending to sleep, the carver comes up and he's like, starts basting her and we get a <laughs> lot of foot action. In this, it's like almost like, it's yeah. almost like Quentin Tarantino was on set for that day. And yeah. he was like, Eli, you, what are you doing? You got to get more, her feet are right there. There's not enough toes being basted. This should be 90% toes this scene. <laughs> and so like, yeah, you, it, and there's this really, it was cracking spooky wife up because he, he, he bastes her and then he comes back and he's got the little greens, like the little sprigs of, of greens. <laughs> and he tucks them all in between her individual toes. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, and then he, like, hears a noise, you know. It's like, a, this is where, like, the cat and mouse scene sort of engages. And he, like, goes out of the room. And then she, Kathleen, wakes up. And she, like, like you know, goes all over the place, right? And she's, like, you know, he's looking for her. She's ducking in and out. And it's, like, a long, really well done chase scene. Yeah. Like, it's really tense. Uh, the carver's really scary in it. Eventually, he does get her, and we get a really brutal scene uh, where she just gets cooked alive. He puts her in the oven. Yeah, oh and my god. He, like, pitchforks her as she's, like, running away. Yeah, she away. almost gets out, and he throws it he, like, like a fucking fu- javelin. Yeah, exactly. He javelin tosses the fucking pitchfork and gets her, puts her in the oven, 
and you see you, the good effects again you see the skin like shrivel and tear and burn it's oh. good she's screaming he he opened the carver carver opens up the oven and puts the little like turkey like the little thing the that internal pops thermometer yeah again. it pops when the turkey's <laughs> ready and it's so funny because the scene is is punctuated uh, by the little <laughs> it was fucking killing me dude it's so funny uh and then eventually we do get back with our characters right there this is like sort of the the big reveal of everything like the uh the carver has everybody set up he's like live streaming to the whole world yeah which is i don't know how this account has been active this no whole this movie. is like the most instagram, instagram been... account of all time like yeah. it's i don't know how it's going under the radar but also like live streaming murder right and having like thousands of likes per second yeah right? like who's who's seeing this i don't know but he's live streaming the whole thing. Um, it's funny they do make. There's a th- kind of like a throwaway line where he's talking to all of them, and he's kind of like going over how like, oh, this is my motives, and this is why you guys are all pieces of shit. <laughs> and he he has this throwaway line where he's like, after today, everyone will remember this moment, and everyone will watch this video at Thanksgiving every single year to commemorate what happened here and i was like are you calling your shot eli yeah, like yeah do you do you yeah know, like you is this a little meta like yeah. <laughs> you know how good this movie is but he's right though because now is. we're gonna do it yeah <laughs> it just it struck me i as would very... watch it on thursday if it was available yeah i would watch it again it struck as very on the nose but i was like okay all right eli um, but yeah, it's a good scene because everyone wakes up around this table and who's on who's up for for serving? It's Kathleen, all cooked up, and she's like burnt to a crisp, and he has her posed like a turkey. She's yeah. headless, oh. right? Her head's off, but she's posed like a turkey. He even put the little paper, like ruffly feet things on her t- again, on her toes. On all ten toes. <laughs> On her fingers too. It, dude, it's fucking so funny. The thing they really like hammer again. They hammer in the Thanksgiving theme. It's so good. It's what you want out of a Thanksgiving slasher movie. He it's did so it. Fun. He like as he's like monologuing through his like kills. He he makes this like cheer wine reference because he like stabs the corkscrew into the one dead cheerleader and then like siphons her like mm. neck blood into like a cup for like a cheer wine yeah it's, like, it's so, so good. funny it's so funny um and yeah he makes the uh, so he he carves off the a piece of kathleen and he's like trying he's gonna feed it to the dad right yeah <laughs> um but like so you what his whole motivation is like oh like, you guys are responsible for this tragedy last year, and everybody watched your video of it, because Evan was the one who, like, recorded it all, yeah, right? Yeah, he put it on YouTube and got, like, famous on YouTube because of it. So he's like, you know, this is all your fault, so I'm doing all of this, like, because of what you guys did last year. And I'm like, this doesn't... For me, this explanation doesn't scream great motivation. Uh, and there's kind of a reason for that, which we'll get to in a second, but like, I wasn't really buying it. I'm like, this is not like your mo- the monologue, right, bro? Like you've got <laughs> something else up your sleeve because it's a good scene. But his like speech is like, okay. <laughs> um, eventually, like the characters managed to. Oh, what, what's her name? Jess um, was gifted like a ring from the arms dealer guy earlier in the movie. 
but as she's like because they've all got their hands tied behind their back um and she's like fiddling with her ring and like this little blade pops out he like secretly gave her like a uh, like a, a knife a knife ring, ring. yeah and so she starts sawing her way out and like she gets free and then she gives the ring to like scuba and he cuts himself free so basically everyone gets loose right and uh her and scuba like run and there's this chase scene through this like decrepit house that they're in and uh scuba gets like clipped a little bit by the axe uh that the carver's like swinging around um and he's like yells he's like just just get out of here and so she sprints out carver follows her she's like running through the woods and like she's running through all this brush and stuff and she comes up to this uh this fence that she tries to climb over and she gets like this like bracelet of her like it's like a locket bracelet from her like dead mom that like she's been like fiddling with the whole movie and it gets caught on the top of the fence and like the carver's like running up and she's like freaking out and she like just the last second she like gets free um and then again this is another part part of the movie where i'm like it feels like the writing wasn't super clear on, on like, and the set wasn't exactly like, like, cause she, she, we immediately cut from like, she gets free from the fence and all of a sudden we're like in the middle of the city, like by a warehouse and there's a cop car. I'm like, how did we get here? How far did she run? The Carver has them set up at this historical like landmark, which was, I think like John Carver's like house. Yeah. Or actual something. house or something. And it's a, it's a set piece that we've seen earlier at like a Thanksgiving kind of like carnival, yeah, where her father was gonna film this commercial for the right, new right. sale, but it turns out the like whole venue was like ransacked and mm-hmm. destroyed, and like, um, and somebody stole the Carver axe, which yeah. is the weapon that the character main that the Carver yeah. uses the whole movie. So they they kind of like mask where Carver's been like setting up this dinner table. But, like, you find out, oh, okay, well, the the location that's been on lockdown by the police for, like, the last couple, like, days, oh, that's where he set up his base. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but then, yeah, we go from there immediately to, like, a warehouse, warehouse where they're staging, where they staged all the floats for the the parade that happened yeah, earlier so, that day. So Jess, like, runs up to this warehouse, and right outside the warehouse is, the, is this police car. It's the sheriff's car, and Patrick Dempsey, sheriff, has been, like— clocked on the back of the head and he's like bleeding from his head and he's like lying on the ground um you're not really sure if he's alive or dead she just kind of like checks on him and then just like runs into the warehouse further uh and she takes his gun yeah i remember that part yeah um and i forget exactly how like the, the it plays out she gets chased she gets she goes into the the warehouse because she sees someone enter the warehouse she couldn't see who it was but she sees somebody in there yes so then she like she's sneaking around she's trying to like aim the gun at somebody and she turns a corner and she sees her ex-boyfriend bobby Bobby. and he takes off a john carver mask Mm -hmm. so from there she's like oh fuck john john carver's bobby oh oh my god yeah and that's when patrick dempsey comes back in he's like fucking bleeding from his head and and she's like it's bobby he's got the mask like it's him he's like give me my gun what are you doing yeah and then she (laughs) gives it to him and he's like run get out of here and then she leaves the warehouse and you hear like the sheriff yell and then you hear like a couple shots pop off um and then like cut to later the like the other police have arrived and like Jess is like they have her in an office in the warehouse and she's got like a blanket on and Patrick Dempsey's like you know I I think I might have got him but he like ran off so I've got my I've got my guys on the hunt for him um but you know we've he's like we solved the problem like we solved it we know who it is now like you're gonna be safe everyone's gonna be safe and it's kind of like a wind down you know for the movie and you're like 
And this is the scream part where you're like, all right, when's this big twist coming, right? Yeah. And that's what, as as Jess is, like, sitting in the room, like, she's, like, traumatized, and so she's, like, fidgeting with herself, and she's got all these, like, burrs on her, like, jeans from running through the brush, right? There's, like, this plant that leaves all these, like, little, little sticker burrs, sticker burrs yeah. on her, and she's peeling them off, right? Then Patrick Dempsey comes in, and they have the conversation. He sends, like, the deputy out to, like, go do something. And then, like, everyone is cleared out from the, the warehouse, and the sheriff is like, you know, all right, you want me to, like, take you home? Like, I think it's time to get out of here. And Jess, like, looks at him and then looks down, and she sees that Sheriff Dempsey has burrs all over his shoes. Yeah. And it's like, it was the sheriff the whole time! And then me and Eric were both like, well, what else? Who, they paid him all this money. Of course it's going to be the guy. Yeah, with I can't believe I didn't see Of course see it's it. going to be McDreamy. I can't believe I didn't see it coming sooner. I was like convinced. I even told Matt before the scene with the the stepmom. I was like, I think it's a stepmom. We thought it was. The, I also agreed with you. I thought it could have been her. She and I should have known. I should have known. Oh, yeah. We're not going to put Patrick Dempsey, A-list actor in this movie. And then like. Not get, he had some screen time. It's like, but like Scream Five when you're like, of course it's Jack Quaid. What who else yeah, is gonna fucking? It was just be? like a very <laughs> underwhelming performance up to this moment from him, yeah, and then it's, it's like, oh okay, of course, yeah, fucking of him. course it's that big. So yeah, so uh, she, he, so ba- basically the scene happens now. Uh, what happens is Patrick he, Dempsey notice notices that she's noticed because he looks down and he's like, fuck. Like yeah. she saw the birds, like and she's put it together, and he, he just goes like, he, "It's about the details." Yeah, line. yeah. Earlier in the movie, he's like, "That's how you catch them." You know, it's all about the details. That's how they get caught. And so he gets, he has, he's looking down, like facing away from her, and he like realizes, and then he turns and he's like, "If only you'd hung onto that fence just a little bit longer." It's like this. <laughs> you're like, "Oh, Dempsey's turning evil now." He got his big bad Joker voice on now, you know, <laughs> and. This is when the movie... So up until now, I loved this movie. A plus. A plus. The movie really lost me a lot right at the end. A because, minus. Because <laughs> almost a little bit more for me. Just because of how wow. how poorly the, the, the landing is not stuck. Because one, I don't buy... I, I think the explanation for Patrick Dempsey's motivation is terrible so basically he goes all right here's the real deal you remember uh a year ago you remember a year ago you're like yes we all yes, remember we a year all saw ago. the beginning of the movie um this is uh so you have that scene at the very beginning where he like shows up to that party and he greets like he's greeted by G- gina gershon's character and she they have that little flirt moment mm-hmm. well it turns out that they were having an affair he had he's new to town they met they hooked up. She was going to leave her husband, the manager of the buyer, right? Uh, and I, she was actually pregnant. Look, can you blame her? I would leave the manager oh, of the buyer right for the new hot McDreamy Oh, yeah, sheriff. no, he's McDreamy. Of course, he's hot. I don't blame her. But so, like, you find out that they were, gonna, they were having an affair. They were going to run off together. She was pregnant. And so he blames her. He blames everybody for, like, oh, you've... You you took away my whole life, you know, and like the motivation in a vacuum is like understandable. Like he wants revenge, you know. But like it felt like it took away from the spirit of the movie. I would have thought it would his motive if his motivation was like, oh, if he wasn't like new to the town, if he had always been there, and he was just like, I love this town. 
Thanksgiving's the blood of this town. Yes. We love it. And you guys ruined Thanksgiving. Sure, you can add in that I also was in love with Gina Gershon. Yeah. But I would have way preferred it if he was just like killing people because they ruined Thanksgiving for him. Yeah. That's yeah. what it should have been. It's The movie's called Thanksgiving. He should have been like, you ruined the holiday for me and it's never going to be the same <laughs> and I think it could just be a matter of, like, editing his speech because his speech Maybe. was so, like, heavily on, like, I love this woman and she's dead. And it, <clears throat> it, instead it should have been, uh, my memory of Thanksgiving is now always going to be haunted by this specific thing. That would have that would have also worked. It's like a tweak of two sentences. Yeah, but but that's, you know what, sometimes that's all you get. And when, when your character, when your motivation for your character is only given in, th- like, three or four sentences, like... They got to be good ones, and yeah, you got to yeah. convince me. So I was a little let down. I was like, all right, like, and throwing in the pregnant thing, like, oh, you now he's because now I'm like, I'm I'm all conflicted now. Like, why why the baby? Like, just make it Thanksgiving, you know? Like, I I feel like there wasn't any mention of it before, but I feel like when the first newscast of her husband in the beginning of the movie where he's like, fuck by right, my wife got killed last year, it was a fucking catastrophe. I feel like there should have been some mention of, like, my wife and my unborn child were killed. So then at least he thinks it was his. Yeah. And then at the twist of the end, is like, packed him, he's like, no, nah, it wasn't him, it was me plugging her. Yeah, and, <laughs> and yeah, to just also throw in the baby and, like, at the last second, you're like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Like, this is a lot, like, a lot for, and, and like, so, so you really, he lost me in the speech, and he had two speeches to give, and neither one of them really sold me on the motivation for this killer. Like, mm-hmm. there's something like you take the original scream right like the the billy and and uh stew like such just like we just wanted like we wanted to be famous like it's like so pure and evil simple and simple yeah like to throw in this like moral like because now i'm like now i kind of feel bad you want to you want your killer to be like uh you don't want sympathy for you want him to be scary right he's not scary when you're like oh well his baby baby died you know <laughs> like uh, like you uh, know i don't really now i feel bad for him i kind of i'm glad he killed these people yeah. you know like he kind of earned it yeah so it took away a little bit of the scariness from him and made me made him too sympathetic for me didn't kill the character totally it just like it really knocked a lot of points made, off made like, him a little softer than you would have preferred y- yeah and then, so now, now there's like a big, the big final like chase, right? And also, it's I'm sad now because now he's out of costume, and like, just like I always get sad when Ghostface gets revealed, and it's just like a goober in a in a black suit running around, like <laughs> you with lose, gloves on. <laughs> yeah, you you lose like some of the you lose the fun of the 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 icon of the yeah, killer, you know. Yeah. So now I'm like, oh well, now I don't get to see the cool pilgrim anymore. Yeah. Um, but. So now, like, right, the, so the chase happens, you know, Jess is running around, uh, she, Bobby comes back, and also that other guy that she was dating this whole movie, just, like, who they tried to red herring really hard, they just, like, write him out. Like, you and me thought, okay, so, if we're if we're going to scream logic... There's gotta uh, be two. And a lot of this movie, like, when you think back on it, felt like, the, the way he performed a lot of actions, like... It felt like there could have been, there should have been two killers, right? Like I, that's that would explain the teleporting like abilities, right? If he, would, I think they're angling for a possible like open for a sequel logic. Well, of course they are, because <laughs> there is so much of that like, 
oh, he's teleporting. Like, there's the scene where he, like, he gets to the school and and announces to all of the kids. Now, this is Patrick Dempsey. The sheriff shows up at the school and tells all the kids, like, hey, like, go home. The, you know, the game is canceled. Everybody get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And then that puts him in the position to kill the other two. Yeah. The, her two friends where he double chloroforms them. But then, but then she gets chased by she gets Carver chased by him immediately, and then she like goes outside, and then Patrick Dempsey's like back on the scene, yeah. and it's like which makes me believe the maybe, costume change has to happen in like three seconds. Yeah, which makes me think maybe originally there in the script there was a second killer, and yeah. they just cut that out to yeah. save time. And it and also I- lines <laughs> up at the end where like she's being chased from John Carver's house to the warehouse. Because it's like, how the fuck did, how did he Dempsey get from the warehouse to the back past of the, her? Yeah, past her to the warehouse, Un- uncostume, like put his like sheriff. sheriff outfit on. Yeah, then get knocked out by Bobby. Like it's just like it doesn't make any sense. He's like some. He's like moving way too fast. Yeah, which is why I think there was a, probably originally two killers in the script, and they filmed it with two killers mm-hmm. in mind. Yeah. And then by the time that like they there was maybe rewrites or they just to save time they edited it down to just one killer because again the boyfriend that Jess is dating the whole movie they're really angling to make him seem like he could be the killer to the point where I, t- I remember in the theater I was like oh the boyfriend's going to show up and it's going to be revealed that he was working maybe, yeah. maybe he's the secret son of the sheriff or something I, who fucking who knows? knows but then no he was just like written out of the movie like they, they, or like he just never yeah. showed up again like maybe i think he shows up at the very tail end the very 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 end like last like scene. nothing happened too yeah. like like as if like he wasn't a big like mystery the whole movie and there's even like an apology where like bobby is like yeah i thought it was you yeah it, it's just weird um but basically yeah so bobby and jess have the the big like chase scene with uh with dempsey um they set up a trap for him where they start blowing up inside the warehouse this big inflatable turkey um, <laughs> with this like super flammable helium that yeah. like they show like but a there big is, fire there is a great on. shot where the, when the two of them are like about to drive away um uh, dempsey kind of like walks out with the axe like from around the turkey and he's like in slow motion and this big cartoon turkey is looming over the whole scene and he's like in shadow and he's like but um but um like it's just so it's fucking it's so good it's so good which makes it a shame that like the the movie comes down to like right as dempsey like he you think he has the upper hand he's like on the truck that they're on um and uh jess like gets one up on him and like knocks him off the truck and they drive out and he says like he has like one little line or something and then jess has her final girl line where she's like does she does she say that you're right no leftovers yeah yeah she's like you're right there will be no leftovers and she shoots the um with a with a blunderbuss that's in the back of the float thing because then earlier in the movie she very specifically says oh my dad had me like shoot uh learn how to load a musket one time and i'm like all right well 
uh, put the put the stopwatch on and see when she has to shoot a musket later in yeah, the movie. Yeah, so she like... she has like a whole sequence where she's like breech loading this musket with like gunpowder, and then she yeah. she like she tries to load the musket balls, but they like fall and they roll down the back of the truck. Oh, and she loads the musket with her mom's locket. Yeah. it's like the most ham fisted fucking like. I she's like grown. that. I it's like good. that part. Though. It's good. It's good. It's it's earned because they he put the things earlier in the movie. He put the things he there. He set the chest pieces so, so that you place. could it yeah. play, you know we knew it was coming but if it, it was earned he, he he did the work but yeah so but here's the thing you know she shoots the turkey it explodes dempsey like dives out of the way but like the explosion's really big so you'd think like it probably would kill him but you don't see him die and from from here on out like the movie ends like a minute later after. Yeah, it's, it's like, like super quick. We're rolling through. Yeah, because like, you know, it's like, all right, the big explosion. Dempsey dives out of the way. Is he dead? I don't know. Cut to morning. Uh, uh, police are there. Fire's there. Like, every, like everyone's, uh, you know, our, the paramedics are there. Jess is in the back. You know, she has her injuries tended to. The two boyfriends, like, make peace. Then cut to, cut to back at her house. Um, she's sleeping with the nerd boyfriend, not the one that she ended the movie with, but yeah. like the... The original boyfriend, you know, who's the nerd that we thought might have been the killer, but he's not. And she hears, like, she wakes up and she hears a noise from her closet and she goes to open the closet. And, like, the flaming body of of Sheriff Dempsey, like, grabs her, like, uh, you know, ha- uh, Friday the 13th 1 style. But then she like, wakes up and it was all a dream. And then, like, that's the end of the movie. And you're like... I'm like, you lost me twice now because like the speech and motivation for Dempsey for the Carver was bad. It was mid. It was weird. And, and then like you, you don't, I know you want to like keep, keep the killer alive, right? Cause if we were going to make a sequel, we can't like blow him into bits, but it's like, but you could, you could just have it. Like, are you really going to bring Dempsey back? You're going to pay for him again in Thanksgiving <laughs> too? So I, I think they they are intentionally leaving out the part where the 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 boyfriend helps Dempsey because I really think none of this happens unless there's two John Carvers and I think that's their bridge so that when they you think- do a sequel it's kind of like oh well he died how could it be him and then the I think the reveal of a possible sequel is that the boyfriend was in on it too yeah I mean if I I just find it weird to in the first movie like he's you don't know if this movie's gonna do well you have no idea you're you're eli roth your shit can go all over the place no there's no guarantee that roth's gonna get a chance to make a second one right and so like to to like write a story being like we're gonna keep things really weird and nonsensical and it'll make sense if we get a sequel like that's such a just like make it all tight and cohesive. I, yeah, and I, if it makes money and people like it, like you can write, you can figure it out when you're writing the second one. Like you can, there's a way to make it happen. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> this is all my speculative, you know, opinion. But, oh no, yeah, but I think. But that's what I think it you could smells be right. like. That's that's the that's yeah, the, it's given the, the odor. The odor I'm I'm <laughs> yeah. picking up on. It's given the odor of well, we'll get a second one. We'll fix it all in the sequel. But even you if won't. they don't get a second one, I'm still very satisfied with this one. I think yes. it is a reasonably cohesive package i think yeah. it is a lot of fun the kills are insane the, really good the 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 score is great the acting is is serviceable yeah. enough it again i know a lot of fun i know i've been i've been playing devil's advocate you know uh, to the negative side of this movie i don't want the listeners to be like matt hates that movie matt hated thanksgiving Why like we he? told you at top like, we want you to go i see like this thanksgiving movie. why matt hated i don't like matt i'm gonna listen to podcast anymore you know <laughs> 
I like the movie. That's why I'm so critical about it is because I think it does so much right that when it does do things wrong, it's like it's you, it, it just barely like missed like being like an all time like great. Like it, ju- it it ends up being just shy of like, you know, the field goal. Right. It's like you, you are right there. So when I'm I loved it, it was really fun. I just think like, man, it's such a shame that he couldn't stick those last couple points, you know, like because then it would have gone into like the Hall of Fame. I yeah. think. Yeah. But it just it just barely misses it and ends up being like a, just a really fun, cool slasher movie. Like, you know, so it just could have been more. So that's why, I, you know, I'm a little, little sad. But overall, it's still great. Numbers wise, you think at, at a 10 or out of five, where where do we feel is a more reasonable approximation? Well, I like to do like a scale of one to 10 because it gives you more, you know, more play, more play. I'd, I'd, I'd give it like a solid, a solid eight. I'm thinking eight and a half. That's fair. I'll, I'll you know what if we want to do a collective like a like a pod score for it, I'll go eight and a half for you. I think I think eight and a half is reasonable. I think like you said, like the the very very end, it it not only feels like there's loose ends, it feels rushed. Super it feels rushed. like the last like ten minutes of this movie is like go 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 go. We gotta get to the credits. Yeah, and I hate that. I hate feeling like they're trying to get me out of the theater. You know. <laughs> I feel like I I, I would say the third act the last part of the third act should feel like the exhale should be like ah yeah i'm not ah, like you know like i said i don't like being like feeling like the movie's rushing me out of the theater i'm not asking for like a a scorsese 30 ending movie you know (laughs) like but but like just give me just like take a little bit more time to like let the characters like breathe in the finale you know like let them like like, give me some resolution. Like, what happened to some of the other characters? Like, show me. I didn't get to see what happened to Scuba. You yeah. know? Like, show me what happened to him. I, he, I, he's going to therapy because he had to push his girlfriend's guts back into her body. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you know, but, like, give me give me a little bit more of what happened to the characters. Show me the, uh, 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 the reconnection of Jess and her dad because you gave, like... There was a like weird amount of character development there, but yeah, like we, at the end of the f- first uh, third of the movie, there's just just like a weird like father daughter like, hey dad, thanks for not being a piece of shit. And it's just like, like the, no problem. The final act of the movie, it's like they forgot that they had done a bunch of good cool stuff in the first two acts, <laughs> and they Resolve? were like, yeah. yeah, it's almost like they filmed that first and then did all the other stuff, and they're like, well, we we already did that, we're not going back, yeah. you know. Which could be possible. I mean, it's the fil- they film things out of order all the time. Yeah. So the movies getting filmed chronologically never happens. Yeah. So like, uh, so that's possible. But yeah. Um. But that's the movie. It sounded like I was hating on it, but I don't. It's really good. Please go check it out. Give you know help them help them pump them box office numbers so we can get a second one so I can see if that kid's the killer or not. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that's that's Thanksgiving. Uh, final cuts, Eric. You got anything going on? I do. Uh, I do. I'll go first because my final cut is kind of like a huge bummer. So like, uh. hopefully your <laughs> final cut will like boost us up. But just before we started recording, I saw that um, Ardman Studio is running out of clay, and they only have enough clay to make one more Wallace and Gromit movie. <laughs> The studio that supplies them with their claymation clay is <laughs> completely shut down, so we might only get one more Wallace and Gromit movie. They they can't get clay from somewhere else? No. What is special about this one particular part of clay? I mean, 
can't they just get other clay that's nope. not the same clay, but, like, nope. clay enough? Nope. Apparently not. But I do know that there is a Wallace and Gromit <laughs> exhibit that was touring Australia for some time. Maybe they can use that Hopefully clay. Hopefully we can just, like, melt down some of that clay yeah, get and that make clay. new clay. I don't know. But this is this is the this is I didn't what know, stood out to me. This, this I week. didn't know you were so attached to Wallace and Gromit. Yeah, I I can't remember <laughs> if it made it into the episode that me and Danny did, but there was a chunk where we were talking about like childhood fears, and I, both of us agreed the that penguin. The, yes, the wrong trousers <laughs> is like an absolute horror film for you, children. You're not you're not alone in that. I'm not particularly afraid of it, but I I know a lot of people online. I've read you uh, have that as like a childhood. Like, it's nightmare fear. fuel. That penguin's terrifying. Yeah, that's what I, yeah, I mean, he was fine for me, but I can definitely see looking back at it, like how people might the, not the have sounds been that the mechanical trousers make are, mm-hmm. are terrifying. <laughs> well, you know what? That is very sad. I'm sad for you that you might, you might be like running, running out of Wallace and Gromit content. Traditionally, my final cuts are more horror themed, but this is a more personal, intimate horror in my own life. <laughs> um nothing crazy for my final cut um usually you know i'm gonna stick with my trend i usually talk about some video game stuff it's a big part of my life um so i like to like if there's horror stuff going on in the video game community i like to you know keep people who are similarly interested up to date um this is a touching back on dead by daylight how you know if you listen to our uh episode on it you'll know that i willed into existence uh he manifested i manifested the xenomorph dlc for that game so you're welcome i begged i said i said behavior that's the name of the company uh (laughs) behavior please put a xenomorph in it we need some aliens the xenomorph perfect for this game put them in there and they listened to the podcast and they went you know what matt's right we're gonna put that next week we're putting them in (laughs) and that's what happened fact and uh fact fact and so, and instead of listening to me, they, they kind of heard my call spiritually because I said, well, put Xenomorph in. There was only one other like famous horror character that I really want in this game, and it is Chucky. I didn't, you know, put it out in the world really particularly. I, mean, I might have mentioned it to you personally, but like otherwise I just kind of quietly hoped for it. And lo and behold, uh, Behavior heard, heard my wishes and... At the end of this month, Chucky's going to be released in the game. So now I can play that game, and I can be Xenomorph, and I can be fucking that little good guy himself, and I can run around stabbing the shit out of people as Chucky. So I'm very excited. Now, you might not be as uh, terminally online as I am, but I know the rest of the Dead by Daylight community is absolutely furious. (laughs) Because, not just because of Chucky, but because the mobile game which has historically gotten way more content way faster way, way content that people like yes like cooler skins for characters yes stuff like that so the mobile d make just announced that they are getting a mode where there are two killers at the same time and eight survivors and eight survivors which is something that people in the 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 real version of the game the console the real version yeah um have been begging for forever like let us have two killers and a bunch of survivors like it would be cool to do something new because the game has been the same game mode yeah forever yeah the fact that the fucking dopey ass mobile version of the game is getting more like 
support and listening to people like, more than the actual game is crazy. Do you think it's because it's easier to implement it oh, on yeah. mobile? Yeah, like... and it's a different company that does the mobile game. Oh, okay. So. Well, there you go. But still. Yeah. You'd think, like, you know, they'd have part of their team working towards, like, a different game mode. For just to appease people, like, been just to appease them, they've been asking for it forever. I mean, it can't be that difficult. Like, even if the game mode is unbalanced, right, who cares? It'll just be fun and goofy. It's not like people are going to be like, oh, this is the new definitive game mode. Like, people are still going to be, like, playing the regular one if they want to be serious or something. But sometimes yeah. people just want to goof off, right? Yeah. So just, like, throw... <laughs> throw three killers in there on a tiny map who gives a it's shit like the fucking halo of rockets and swords like, yeah just give them some fun just exactly. give them some nonsense that's what that's what people want but i don't know i don't know what's holding the behavior back on that end but you know what they listened they listened to me they gave me what i wanted so to me I, i'm okay with them happy camper <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna complain because i want them to keep manifesting my wishes so <laughs> if there's someone new that comes to mind that i want i want them to you know do it so i'm not gonna say too too many bad things about them uh but like but you yeah. said up top uh you know strike is over uh there's a ton of stuff that came out that we didn't get to talk to or get to talk about yeah during the strike so heading in heading into our post-holiday season pre-december we're gonna try and do a little uh post-strike roundup of all the stuff that we did get to you know take a look at but didn't get to chat about yeah um so there's probably a lot of things that you guys might have expected us to do a whole episode about probably not going to do that for a lot of those things instead we're just going to do like a quick little touch on lots of different stuff that we've seen so so that's what you guys have to look forward to after after the holiday um outside of that we are going to try and stick to our monday night streaming regimen uh we're going to be doing all horror games monday night but if you're looking for something a little uh, less terrifying. <laughs> less terrifying for you. Yeah. Terrifying for me. Uh, I've started doing daytime streams. We're going to do uh, every Wednesday morning, possibly uh, Monday mornings as well. Um, I've been playing uh, some extra hard versions of Super Mario. So if you're into some classic or old school games, I'm going to be playing a lot of retro stuff in the mornings. Come and hang out. We'll have, you know, we'll do Bloody Marys, we'll do Mimosas, we'll play, we'll play Super <laughs> Nintendo games. It'll be fun. Uh, so, yeah, definitely check out the Twitch either way. Uh, that's going to be at MattXYoung. Uh, or TwitchTV dot uh, slash MattXYoung, I think is the URL for it. TwitchTV, Twitch.TV slash MattXYoung. We can link it in the description. Yeah, it'll be in there. Uh, and then uh, also follow us on social media, our uh, Twitter and Instagram handles are just the Devil's Cut Pod, and yeah, that's uh, that's about it. Hop in the Discord with us. You know, we're hanging out all week, talking all sorts of shit: video games, horror, non-horror movies, TV. Uh, you know, whatever else is going on, we're we're there for it. Yeah, we're hanging out. All right, as always, creep it real, BLs and buds. <laughs> <laughs>